Welcome to In the World, hosted by me, Rick Robinson, and sponsored by Billups. This podcast is an investigation and discovery into the role and responsibility of brands as they occupy public space. Today's podcast is how audience movement has changed amidst the corona crisis. Clearly, people are moving about in different ways, and we're hoping to shed some light on that, and also hoping to find a way to bring out of home messages closer to home. So to talk about that is Sean Spooner. He's one of the partners and the chief scientist here at Billups. Welcome, Sean. Thank you, Rick. So, Sean, let's jump right into it. You know, you've spent your whole career at Billups really studying audience movement, And because of that, this must be a really fascinating time for you. And, you know, speaking for our audience, just what's going on out there? Yeah, it's a very interesting time. From a sociological perspective, Ray Oldenburg describes people in terms of three places. The first place is where you work. The second place is usually your home. And the third place is someplace you go for fun or entertainment. Place one and two are really compressed into one right now. And for many folks, place three is swiftly changing. People are still getting out of their house. They're just not getting very far from home anymore. Right. So, all right. So it's it's my home, it's where I work, and it's where I go for fun or socialization. Um, I would offer it, almost all three are collapsing into the one place. You know, at least uh, that's the direction from the authorities. <laughs> um, the reality <laughs> is, though, uh, people are getting out and doing different things. So what, what is the data telling you? Like, exactly how are they getting out? So in terms of actual travel distances, we're seeing about a 30% reduction since the beginning of March, but we're seeing slightly kind of more trips overall. And what this looks like in the data is people are still going to the stores. They're going perhaps as much or more often than they ever have before, but they're also making more trips to the local park. They're walking their dog more. They've got more free time to take short trips around like that. We're seeing less automobile traffic, but more pedestrian and bike traffic. Okay, so that becomes pretty fascinating then. And uh, in terms of the local trips they're making, are they doing them in different ways? Is, you know, like I, I know for myself, when I go to the store now, I, that's plural. Like I'll go to three or four or five. Like wh- what's the data telling you on that? Yeah, so that's actually sort of an evolving pattern we're seeing across ma- most every major market. We've been calling it trip chaining. And so we're seeing people make a trip to, let's say, a grocery store. And then they'll make a trip to another grocery store and sometimes another grocery store. My hypothesis is that they're doing that to be able to complete their grocery list. They're not able to find everything they want in one store anymore. And so they're making these additional chain trips. So you call that trip chaining? That's what we've been calling it on our team. Yeah. Trip chaining. So that means I go to multiple places for the same purpose uh, because I can't find everything I want uh, in one spot. Absolutely. All right. So, so in terms of what's going on out there, pe- people are moving about uh, just much closer to home, and they're doing it in different ways. They're they're trip chaining, right? They're going to multiple places for the same reason, and they're doing different kinds of things. Like you had mentioned going to the park. Like what, what other type of different trips are they taking? So it depends on the market you're in. It, I can say in Seattle and Portland, a lot of folks are going to the coast, or at least they were before they closed them all. A lot of folks are going to trails and national park areas. They've been closing those as well. We're also seeing people go to places like the Home Depot more. That's actually somewhat interesting to me. So I guess they have more time to be home. They're taking advantage of it. So now, what um, 
what other kind of venues besides grocery stores or uh, banks and now Home Depot? Any other venues pop up that are interesting and new and different? That's an interesting question. Those are the major ones that we found in the data thus far. I mean, there's there's some interesting standouts. I can say the automobile manufacturer was actually up. And what I think was behind that was Tesla was actually really late to close down their factory in California. I think they had it open until the 18th and we're ramping up production. I think that's what it's accounting for that gain we're seeing. We're also seeing jumps in employment, I believe temporary employment in soap and paper manufacturing, most likely to meet the demand for toiletry goods. Got it. Got it. Okay. And all of that leads to changing travel patterns. What which markets have you surveyed? I know you, you talked about the Northwest and you've looked at LA. Like, What other markets have you looked at? Yeah, we dug into Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, and Seattle predominantly. Now, are they all telling you the same thing or or is, be specific here? Like, For example, what are you finding in LA? Yeah, so LA is fascinating. So certain parts of LA, we'll say Los Feliz specifically, is actually seeing 84% more exposures per day than the average unit on the Sunset Strip is. Wow, really? Absolutely, yeah. And Venice Boulevard is showing 32% more exposures per day than the average bulletin on the Sunset Strip is as well. All right, so let's let's note that. Let's put a pin in that. And, and for those who don't know Los Angeles really well, Los Feliz Boulevard is a neighborhood street. It's a commercial strip surrounded by apartments and homes and things like that. It's, it's, what, it's a typical neighborhood. And Venice Boulevard runs north and south between Santa Monica and, and Marina del Rey, and it feeds into the beach communities and the suburban, air quotes, suburban neighborhoods in that area. And so what you're saying is, is that those type of streets are realizing spikes in traffic, actually, year over year or month over month. Right now, it's year over year. And even we're looking at it day over day. So we're looking at the trends as they shift day over day. Because actually, some boards moving pretty substantially, actually. So big spikes there. But then the Sunset Strip, which is a high-profile area has seen a significant reduction. To what degree? I would say some of the more marquee units on the Sunset Strip could be seeing 30 to 40% fewer exposures per day. Wow. Okay. So that proves the hypothesis. Something we've been talking about is that, you know, hyper-local is the new high profile and getting into the neighborhoods is the place to go. And it sounds like the data supports that. Let, let's dive into a couple other markets. What are you seeing in places like uh, like New York? So New York is really interesting. We're seeing more people above ground in New York than we ever have before. It seems like people are avoiding the, the tube system pretty drastically. And what that shows is that we're seeing tons of visitation to the local bistro, but really people aren't going more than a couple blocks away from their home now, which is a really tight pattern, more so than any other market. All right. So in New York City, people are making a lot of trips, uh, but very close to home and the radius is a couple few blocks. So conversely, in LA, what is the radius a couple few miles? It's a couple kilometers on average, yeah. All right, so that's a little less, maybe one mile or two miles total. And so we can see that the, the pattern is relative to the type of market. Certainly LA, a horizontal market, and New York, a vertical market. This all makes sense. What about some of the other markets you looked at, like Seattle, for example? So Seattle's very interesting. We're seeing drops in exposure on highway units, but we're also seeing increases on units that are in interchanges or local streets, especially when they're close to like shopping areas, like grocery stores and takeout restaurants. So then interchanges, you mean like four-way intersections or on-off ramps to freeways? What, what do you mean by interchange? 
Yeah. So like on off ramps to freeways, freeways intersecting one another and especially major four lane intersections around things like Target and Home Depot. Oh, okay. All right. So those uh, just access points to major retail and then also heavy in the neighborhoods. And then what, the other, you know, the other market that I'm really curious about is, is San Francisco because that's really two markets. You've got the city, which is very much probably like New York in terms of behavior. And then the Bay Area, which is probably, I'm guessing, kind of like LA. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what have you found in the San Francisco Bay Area? So when you think about the city core, people are really clustering up. It looks a bit like a honeycomb. There's lots of really dense pockets of activity with more or less empty pockets in between them. When you're thinking about the greater San Francisco area, it's very much like Los Angeles. It's pushing out toward the suburbs. It's getting really close to the major shopping areas. So it sounds like then the Bay Area is like LA, but the city itself mimics New York. But you mentioned something which is fascinating. You called it, what did you say, a honeycomb? Yeah, it looks a bit like a honeycomb. You can find these little clusters of neighborhoods where there's lots and lots of activity. People kind of moving maybe into the neighboring neighborhood, but not going much beyond that. And so the kind of commuting pathways in between where a lot of businesses are look like ghost towns in the data. All right. So then, for example, and San Francisco is a city known for its neighborhoods, like many others. So there's, you know, North Beach, the Marina, Western Edition, the Castro, Petro Hill, you know, the avenues. Those are all different neighborhoods south of market. And so what you're saying is the data is telling us that people are out and about but they're just staying within those key neighborhoods as, and that's where they get their, their grocery and so on and so forth. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So that, that, um, I mean, the data supports, I think anecdotally what we're all living, right? We're, we're all going through this experience where we're spending more time than home than ever. The three places, home, work, and social is kind of collapsed into one, at least home and work have for sure. And the social bit, the getting out part, is is very local. It's very hyper-local. It's very much within our neighborhoods. And the extent of which really depends on where you live. If it's a vertical market like New York or San Francisco, it's going to be a few blocks. If it's a more flat city like L.A. or the Bay Area, then it'll it'll spread out a kilometer or two, a mile or two, and so on. What 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 would what should brands do? I mean. You know, and, and I know you're not the media planner here, but if you were, what would you tell brands to do? So people are still out of their house. You just need to get to where they are currently. So get on the surface as much as you can. Get close to shopping opportunities, especially grocery and home improvement opportunities like that. Get things that are close to their home. Those type of media formats are going to get exposures. People are still going to see them. They're still in a shopping mindset. They still have needs to fulfill and they want services to fulfill those. Right. So then if we convert that to, and I'm going to turn you into an, an out-of-home planner now, if we turn that into an out-of-home strategy, like what kind of formats would that lead to? If you were in New York or San Francisco City in that honeycomb, like what kind of formats make the most sense? Anything on the street level. So transit's going to be really good. Street furniture is really good. If you can get moving media, like moving billboards or delivery trucks, especially anything that's going to be front of store, that's going to get a lot of exposures right now. Got it. City level posters are pretty good too. Yeah, anything eye level, anything street level, um, anything that's that's hyper specific and can opt into that neighborhood. And then for the cities like Los Angeles, where it's more spread out, you know, it, it, what do you recommend there? How does that shift, or, or does it really shift? I think it shifts a bit. I mean, you're going to have a lot of folks still taking the 405, so your big interstate 
exchanges still have traffic on them, but they're seeing a decrease in overall volume. We're seeing more of that traffic not stopping, just shifting more neighborhood. So it might move away from the really high profile wall and more toward you know, a bulletin or a poster in an area close to a shopping center. So if you can get close to a Home Depot, you can get close to a Target, close to a, a Costco. Well, you know, Sean, you may be um, our chief scientist, but you're also secretly, I'm just telling you now, an out-of-home media planner too, because uh, you made a great case for how to take this data and turn it into an out-of-home plan. And so what's next? I mean, what, what more are you going to be looking at as we you know, journey through this coronavirus crisis? So there's sort of a couple of things that we're really interested in. One of them is how are people going to continue to weather this? As this goes on longer and longer, are people going to start to fray around the edges? And there's some signs that they are. In cities like Seattle, where this has been going on longer, there's starting to see upticks in visitation to a wider variety of places outside just essential. And so it'd be interesting to see if that trend continues and if it starts to spread to other markets. And beyond that is just trying to stay on top of how this is shifting. What do the new opportunities look like so we can help people experience your brand's messaging? So how often are you monitoring this? We're actually processing this data every day right now. Wow, daily basis. And so um, the the topics we've talked about right now, the the collapsing in, into from three places into one and staying in the neighborhoods and all of that, that has that been holding true for how long? The last two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, so pretty much everything we've talked about has been holding since the first week of March. Okay, okay. So let's say three weeks. And then this piece you talk about fraying at the edges, I, I don't know about you, and I could probably speak for a lot of our listeners, but I think I'm already fraying at the edges <laughs> for a <laughs> yeah. lot of reasons. Um, and, you know, what's the data tell us about audience movement in terms of fraying at the edges? So it looks like about three to three and a half weeks into a shelter in place, visitation starts to increase again to areas that aren't essential. Got it. So people are moving about and they're just not obeying anymore, basically. Not as stringently, yeah. Right. Right. This just reminds me that those famous Shepherd Ferry posters that said obey, remember those a decade ago? Yeah. Those are uh, oddly poignant at the moment, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Um, okay. Well, look, you know, how audience movement has changed amidst the coronavirus crisis. That was a question we asked to start this podcast. and. You heard it here, and the data proves it out. Uh, get into the neighborhoods. The people are there. Out of home is there, and your brand should be there too. Rick Robinson signing off, and thanks a lot, Sean. Take care. Thank you, Rick. Thanks for joining us for this episode of In the World. You can find out more about Billups at Billups.com or on social at Billups. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.